Your noodle baby. Yeah. I ate noodles so hard. (laughs) I've never heard that term before. The bolus? (laughs) No. Well, yeah. My noodle baby. But not used in that that context. (laughs) It was... It was immediately acceptable and understandable, too. I was like, I know what you're saying. <laughs> I ate the whole thing. As one does. You, it, I've been wrestling all day This is another Reese's with, thing, right? Another serving thing? A serving it, size suggestion? It came in one bowl. Discussion? Yeah. They served you a bowl of noodles. What are you supposed to do? Are you supposed to somehow eyeball it and determine when you've eaten half no you have a serving of noodles i like how i went in with this game plan too i was like i'm gonna eat half the noodles okay and then i'm gonna get the other half in a to-go container and then i I can enjoy some noodles later yeah i've played that game and there was some point where i was just enjoying the noodles so much and i looked down and i was like all the noodles are coming with me (laughs) (laughs) and they're coming with you in your bolus not in a to-go bag yeah yeah, there's a tipping point there. There really is. I think all things because considered, were I you should've... satisfied? Yes. At half? No. See, I, I think I could have been had I stopped, but <laughs> I felt like I was against the clock. Okay. Wait, why were you against the clock? Because I needed to shove the noodles in before my full reflex caught up. Did <laughs> before the the calorie ticker. In your body, finally said, Chris, that's enough. <laughs> turn, turn around, go back. <laughs> the noodle baby. I could eat noodles again right now. There's never a bad time for noodles, really. We've... we've I agree. We've uh, explored that, I think, in the past. I think even in America, the noodle dish as a breakfast item has not been explored in the way that it needs to be explored. You bring up a valid point. I could eat noodles for breakfast. Would you heat it up? I think I I would have to heat it up. I don't like cold noodles. I've had some cold noodle dishes, but I agree. The big bowl of noodles, piping hot, that's where it's at. This has become a food podcast. It's become a noodle podcast. I'm strangely okay with that. Ooh, we could do that. We uh, We could explore... All the Asian cuisines in the greater triangle area. I'm so on board with this. Boy, I'd be really fat. Do you think this would help my cholesterol? Are noodles bad for cholesterol? Hmm. I, I don't. Think, I think more I'm, research is needed. <laughs> okay. Let, let's, yeah. let's see. Google on board. Are noodles. I think they're neutral. For. Maybe it's everything that's the noodles are in, or that's in the noodles. Are things in noodles or are noodles in things? Does pasta raise your cholesterol? What does the interweb say? I don't know. It's undecided. I think I'm okay. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just just assume that they're not harmful. (laughs) Yeah. Should we? Should we actually enter the? podcast proper or should we oh. bits about noodles i forgot we weren't even in the podcast no yet. we're not in the podcast yet gosh why don't you bring us in bless you sir hello and welcome to backers a fortnightly podcast where we explore the most compelling campaigns on kickstarter and each pick a campaign to back we are your hosts brian dupuy and chris rump and this week we embrace the great outdoors we embrace the bolus 
<laughs> the noodle baby. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, you're not a big fan of the heat, right? Not the Miami heat, but the heat outside in North Carolina summers. It's it's hot. It is hot. Yeah, I'm not I'm not the biggest fan of the heat. No, it hasn't gotten August brutal yet, but We'd, it's hot enough. We had what a week or two ago last week. Yeah, where everybody's air conditioners were breaking. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty tough. Yeah, but it's still not August hot. We got the worst yet to come. Yeah, looking forward to it. There's some <laughs> days I like the hot, especially after being in a overly air, overly air conditioned office. You know, hmm. okay, like the North Carolina hot. Yeah, like there's always that moment when I walk out of the office and it's just like ah. Mm. Like I ran that one day and it was 95 degrees outside. Yes. And about the first three quarters of a mile, I was just, I was like, this is amazing. It feels fantastic out here. What? (laughs) No. You might, you might have a problem. And then you might have a circulation issue. Yeah. And then it caught up. Okay. And the last, oh, maybe three quarters of what I was planning on running, the last three quarters of a mile of what I was planning on running, Mm -hmm. I just, I had to walk it. My body was like, you're done. I, I call that muddling through the end of it. I've I've done that many a time. Yeah. <laughs> I was runs. just overheating, you know. And oh it was, God, yeah. I was I was basically jogging at a walking pace. And mm-hmm. I was like, "There's no difference," and my heart rate is just <laughs> pegged. I was like, "I might as well just call it." Uh-huh. Get an Uber. <laughs> <laughs> oh, at least I didn't get cold. I told you that time I was cycling oh, yeah. and I was on this hill, and it was over 100 degrees outside and with a reflection coming off the road it was you know somewhere oh sure and i was on this uphill and just felt like all of a sudden someone had pushed me into a meat locker i was like that's not where you want to be nope danger yeah well my friend shall we umkar plot it umkar Umkarplut it into the random crowdfunding zone. You yeah. found a thing. I did. For the random crowdfunding zone. What did you find? I heard about the Quickstarter manifesto. Okay. Oh, goodness. That, those noodles are coming back. <laughs> they're, they're, they're working their way back <laughs> do, up. Do you need to take <laughs> a... Do we need a cough break? Like a 15-minute cough break? <laughs> All right. So... <laughs> woo. So this was a... Um, an idea that this London-based designer named Oscar Lermit, Lermit, Lermit. Anyways, this dude came up with an idea. Uh, really, this is just a manifesto, the Quickstarter manifesto that he put together. The whole idea is to try and accelerate Kickstarter campaigns in a way that, I guess, new designers or artists could just get something to to Kickstarter as fast as possible. Hmm. You know, so the idea being that if you don't have the budget to do a full-blown Kickstarter production, you know, just don't let that hold you back. If you have a small, fun project, let's just ramrod that thing right into Kickstarter. So with that in mind, he had these these goals for this manifesto that he said that kick quick is it Kickstarter? Quickstarter. That Quickstarters should be fun, DIY. They won't take over your life. It's not a job. It's no big deal. And it's about thinking small. 
And then he came up with nine rules for launching a quick starter campaign. One, the development process from sketching an idea to launching it on Kickstarter should take no more than three months. Two, the campaign should be under 20 days. Three, the funding goal should be less than $1,000 or thereabouts, depending on your currency. Four, that the main reward should be under 50 bucks. Five, the video should be shot over one day with whatever camera you have. So basically a smartphone in your pocket. Go ahead and shoot your campaign video. Six, no PR and media outreach. Seven, no paid ads on paid ads on social media. Eight, no stretch goals. And nine, that you have to include Quickstarter in your campaign name. How does all that strike you, Brian? I don't know. I could I I, I get the I get the gist. My fear is that it will lead to a glut of low quality kind of throwaway things. Yeah, I think that's where I went too. Just I mean, I like the idea of not being hampered, not not being held back from getting an idea out there. Right. But at the same time, you know, the flip side of that is if you're rushing products to market and you haven't done all your diligence and you haven't captured all your risks for a campaign, it seems like you're really setting yourself up for failure. Yeah. I mean, what if you have a funding goal for a thousand bucks and it is a really wildly cool idea and a lot of people glom on, you could be setting yourself up for, like I said, a really big failure <laughs> if you haven't tried to figure out what all your costs are. You know. Yeah, let's say you like, start you, you you create a campaign for a ten dollar widget and you get a hundred people that jump in on your ten dollar widget and you have no clue how you know maybe maybe you can maybe you've made one or two and each of them take you a period of time and now you've got let's say it gets wildly successful now you've got a thousand people that want one you know ooh, ooh, what are you gonna do i don't know yeah i think there are a lot of campaigns that run aground when they haven't factored in stuff like all the shipping costs or if you're having to outsource the manufacturing what happens when your first production run isn't up to snuff and you have to have funding to do a second run. If you haven't calculated for all those potential pitfalls, yeah, yeah, all of a sudden you end up with a project that you can't deliver and a lot of disappointed people. Mm-hmm. But it's okay. It's no big deal. It's not yeah, your it's, job. <laughs> it's, that's right. <laughs> you're thinking small. Yeah. <laughs> so, those yeah, those I thousand that people can go pound sand. Like Kind of encouraging and a little bit weird that Kickstarter picked this up in their own blog and started elevating right. this idea. So just really, I don't know, strange. I appreciate it for what it is. Like I said, I, I, I get the, I get what it's intended to do to get, you know, you have probably people out there that have an idea and just feel like there's no way that it's going to happen. It's too big. It's too, taking that step to actually make it a real campaign feels too daunting. And so I kind of get it, you know, think small, get a campaign, make it quick. Don't overshoot and just get it out there. I I get that intention, but mm, I don't know. I know. Is this like 50 billboards in 50 States? Is that kind of similar? (laughs) (laughs) Feels like it. I admit, as I was digging through the campaigns, I ran into at least three of those. How could and, you not? And every time I did, I was like, oh, there's another one. Ah. 
It makes me so <laughs> furious. <laughs> Gotta write a strongly worded letter. I, I did back the North Carolina one, though. Did you really? No. Oh. <laughs> you had me on the hook. I did. <laughs> fishy, fishy on. <laughs> so gullible. Don't fight, fishy. <laughs> well, let's depart the crowdfunding zone. Good find, by the way. Yeah. And enter the mentionable zone where, Chris, you found the best thing ever. It's for us. It this is, for is us. a project that was designed in mind for you and I. I really think somebody was listening and made this for us. I think all the way back to episode one, mm-hmm. unless it was even in the pilot, we talked about the AeroPress. This yep. has been a recurring theme, recurring character on the show. This Kickstarter project is called the Tupor, a dual brew accessory for the AeroPress coffee maker by Tupor. It's exactly what it says. This is an accessory for your AeroPress where you can press two cups of coffee at the same time. <laughs> can They're you imagine how us, this, Chris. this would transform us. our lives? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm actually going to do it. While we're on the... Will this be a first? This might be a first. I'm going to select this reward. I'm going to set my pledge amount. I'm going to click continue. You didn't already do this, did you? I have not. Okay. Card ending and blah, blah, blah. Pledge. I have just successfully backed the two poor. Did a you back dual the brew accessory. Early bird special? I did. A dual brew, brew accessory for the AeroPress coffee maker for 14 pounds. Or euros, pounds, pounds. Pounds? Pounds. 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 Yeah. I did it. I, 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 That's super I've impressive. Never, I think I've done it fairly close to recording time before, but never while we were recording. Yeah, what did, did you back that once? Was it gla- the, glassware? Yeah, the shot glasses. Remember the shot glasses? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I actually just received another email from them. They uh, uh, they are... The, the glasses cleared U.S. Customs in Long Beach, California. They're oh. en route to the Fulfillment Center in Louisville, Kentucky, as we speak. So they're supposed to be fulfilled July 9th. Dude, that's... Yeah, we'll have shot glasses then. But this thing, uh, it's so perfect. It really is. We always go in there and make coffee. The only problem is... We, there is a problem. There is a problem. You, you're the you're the half-calf. My Sometimes, half-calf buddy. I know. I've been trying to like wean myself off the caffeine. Yeah, and I'm the fully leaded version because I told you Wednesday when I was working from home, whenever <laughs> I work from home, I just, I get up here in the office. Go overboard. And uh, there is, there's my whole <laughs> coffee set up nearby and I just feel obliged to to indulge myself and I made two cups of coffee that day. Mm. And later on, I mean, <laughs> I, could, I could see space time unfolding. I could feel gravity waves. <laughs> I could hear my fingernails growing. You smelled the magnetic I mean, flux. It was, it was intense. <laughs> I kept taking my blood pressure. It's so funny. You, maybe it's because your your slight of stature, you know what I mean? And just one additional cup of coffee is enough to just send you to the astral plane. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, uh, I, I guess that's what it is. Yeah. My tolerance is... But you're not a lightweight. I don't oh, I get think it. I am. I don't know that you are. 
I think maybe, hmm, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll never use this. <laughs> but I'd be, you know, I'd be willing to try. Maybe once in a while. Yeah. <gasps> maybe, yeah, maybe that's what we do. Maybe in the morning we go the full calf and maybe in the afternoon we go the half calf and we share each. Well, that's kind of the deal too. Like in the morning, sometimes I'll have a caffeinated beverage. Uh-huh. And then when I get to the office, then I uh-huh. switch it over to decaf for the rest of the day. Uh-huh. But, you know, I do have that canister of caffeinated beans too so sometimes in the morning i'll kick off the day with a decaf and then when i get to work feel like i'm you know dragging a little bit need to pick it up yeah so on days like that we can uh yes go for the, the sump house the stump no st- i gave that stump back. man stump, stump stump town stump dog stump town stump dog i don't know <laughs> i gave it back how was it it was okay it was good my uh my boss for the for our listeners, our, my boss continues to try to find coffee that's going to please me. Apparently, I'm very picky, and so mm. yeah, uh, I'm a coffee snob and elitist. And so this time, he brought back what he declaims loudly as the greatest coffee ever, and, and it was good. And, and so he brought back two 12 ounce bags of differing varietals from them. Uh, this is Stumptown Coffee from Brooklyn, New York. And uh, one of them was an espresso blend. The other one was a more ordinary blend, and they were both they were both pretty tasty. But Larry's Beans still wins for me. Sorry, <laughs> just the Larry's way it goes. I like it's my a good Larry's. Product. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I dig it. Oh, I was sorry. I was engrossed in the two pour again. You know, they've got twelve days to go. They close on oh yeah Wednesday, July eleventh. Yeah, and they're only at three thousand. Well, I didn't refresh since you. In fact, so yeah, yeah. three thousand seven hundred twenty-eight bucks out of an eleven one forty-six goal. Yeah, they've got a little ways to go. Yeah, I didn't realize that. I thought this was a slam dunk. I mean, it's related to an error press. How could it not be? I know everyone should have one of these. Yeah, one hundred fifty-two backers, twelve days to go, and uh, they're looking at delivering in September of this year if they get funded. So. Let's keep our fingers crossed. Listeners, go back it. We we can make this happen. All yes. of us together. Chris, I got a thing. You did. I got a thing. You sent me a picture of your thing. I uh, sent you a lot of pictures of my thing. Uh, yep. Okay. <laughs> Explicit warning. Oh, I got my solo socks. Sweet. Yeah. From my uh, Spring is Sprung episode campaign and uh they were i like them they're pretty i'm gonna wear some oh you're not gonna be there tomorrow i'm gonna look at them again okay no, I'm, oh there's a kitty cat I, in the picture i got the wegner yeah well i'll yeah. post the uh i'll post the pictures on the blog post and i'll probably put one up on twitter too yeah i got the wegner i got seven individual socks none of them quite identical but any of them can go with the go with another sibling and uh i was happy with how they came i was happy with how fast they came i'm happy with the product they are definitely a no-show sock i don't know if you can tell from the picture man they're i don't think you'll even know i'm wearing socks they're very low look at my feet can you see my feet there i do the picture yeah very low hard. Um, hard to tell from that angle i think i have some socks that ride that low though yeah Actually, I actually have some socks that ride lower than that. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. The packaging, Chris. 
I have I have enough cardboard from my solo socks to construct a Gangnam robot. I'm pretty sure. You know what I mean? <laughs> Is that what they're made out of? I think so. Each so there was the 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 package for the entire collection of socks. Then there was the wrapping strip for the socks themselves. Then there was the wrapping strip for the package. Then each sock individually had a cardboard insert. So seven different cardboard inserts. I that's overkill. Oh, kindling. I can use it as kindling for Boom. firewood. Maybe that was the intent. Next time I make a fire at QB, I'm bringing my solo socks packaging so that I have enough kindling to uh, to do it up right. You don't have like some sort of electric fire starting apparatus in the, in the RV? Not until I get my, uh, my, my pump. Remember my Max Pump 2? <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. So you were joking. I w- <laughs> Brian, do you, have, do you have some kind of fancy electric thing for your RV to make a fire? Yes, I do, Chris. <laughs> it's on its way. I like how you bring the city to you bring civilization oh to the to that great outdoors. I do. I don't camp. I'm the definition of a glamper. <laughs> That's okay. You still accept me, right? I do. Okay. Cuz I don't camp at all. No. I, I, I fear that I would go out into the woods, okay? Set up the tent. Well, there's go your to problem. Sleep there's your first on the problem. ground and I would wake up in the morning unable to move and i would be forever in the woods <laughs> from from just being crippled or from like being bitten by a trinidad scorpion or something i mean i have enough pain in the morning in my oh. own bed when i get up i can't imagine what it'd be like just to sleep on the earth <laughs> <laughs> i have done it I'll, I'll share that it's not overly comfortable i've done it but it's been 20 years yeah See, even before we glamped, we didn't necessarily camp because I don't think we ever slept on the actual ground. We went from air mattresses. My wife eventually, because she still tent camps with the Girl Scouts whenever they go, she eventually got herself like a cot so that she didn't have to be even on the air mattress thing. So, yeah. No, sleeping on the grounds for is for... It's for deer. <laughs> For wildlife, yes. <laughs> exactly. Not for not for humans. Well, my friend, I think that's it for the mentionable zone. Yeah. And ordinarily, now in the show would be the time when Umkarplut takes us into the backed zone. And we would relish our found picks and discuss them in great detail and and look forward to receiving them. But this time, we did not. I feel like we did the listeners dirty. We did. We we did a head fake. We yeah we we pump faked it. We couldn't couldn't complete the mission. We could not seal the deal. We failed you. <laughs> I came really close. Did you? There was one. I didn't put it in the mentionables, but there was this one little compact skateboard that I kept oh. seeing that I if my trigger finger finger was a little more itchy okay I, I think I would have been all over it you could have completed the mission Chris I could have yeah but Chris and I had a heart to heart talking about backers and the future of backers and 
decided that after careful consideration, this will be the final episode of Backers. We just, uh, I think we enjoyed the process of meeting together and, and discussing things. And I think there's a definite possibility of finding a different topic and doing a different podcast, but Backers is not the one. <laughs> it was a fun journey. I think, I mean, I mean, I think for me, we accomplished all the goals I had setting out. Mm, okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, we made it to a season two. Yep. That's something. Like we, yeah, we completed the mission for season one, got a little taste into a season two. Yeah. Um, you know, like for me, I, I really, for as many podcasts as I listen to, this is the first podcast that I've done. I think it's the per- first podcast you've done, right? It is. And it's really interesting to to know what goes on behind the scenes, production-wise, of the programs you listen to, right? Yep. And I think that there's a difference between kind of knowing that ac- academically and then actually putting it into practice and knowing it. <laughs> yeah. And so I really appreciated that journey. Oh, yeah. I agree. And then it's just been great to sit down and talk with you. That was one of the goals. And right back at you, buddy. I think, too, just to be forced to listen to yourself again, to listen back to the things you say, it's, it's helped me, I think, just try and form ideas better and toss out some of those hedges that I sometimes fall back on when, when speaking. Right. Yeah. Yep. So it's, it's been a good journey. It has. Where it... I think the concept fell apart was well, not fell apart, but just it's not always fun digging <laughs> through, you know, a thousand campaigns to try to meet a random theme or category. It's just not, uh, especially given that you have to invest actual money somewhere and to do it in a way that is honest with the listeners and not just toss a buck in here and there to quote unquote, complete the mission in a, in a less than useful way. I think it, it became a drain. I, I didn't, I didn't look forward to that aspect anymore. Yeah. I feel that too. That's kind of the way I was with some of the last campaigns. I mean, there were some weeks where, I really found something that was cool and there were some weeks and maybe there were more weeks of these kind yeah. of fortnights where it was just, it felt like a slog, like, Oh my gosh, what am I going to find in here? Yep. So, and we could have turned the show into where we didn't have to back something where we just find random ideas. But at this point I feel a little bit worn out on <laughs> having to dig through Kickstarter projects. I'm with you, my friend. So that's where we ended up. And again, thank you to everyone for listening, those of you that did. We definitely appreciate it. Thank you for taking this journey with us and finding something enjoyable to listen <laughs> to with our meanderings. I I don't know about you, but I find it kind of amazing that we got anybody to want to listen to our blather. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just like Thank you to all for that part of it. 
Absolutely. So I guess we'll not say goodbye forever because like I said, if we, uh, we've been talking about other possibilities for podcast topics and maybe we'll find something that really scratches an itch and see you back behind the microphones talking about something better, but that is it for the backers. Yeah. So, right. So if you are still interested, then please still subscribe on Twitter to our accounts. And when we get into the next thing, we will post there and move on to a new future. Asian restaurant reviews. (laughs) I'm so into it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Take us home, my friend. We'll call it the Bullis cast. (laughs) The the Bullis show. (laughs) The, the noodle bolus. The noodle cast. The, uh, all right. Are we ready? We're done? Yeah, man. Okay. Well, that is all our time for today. Thank you so much for listening and supporting the show. Backers is produced by Chris Rumpf and Brian Dupuy. You can find the show notes for this episode and our previous episodes at our website, backerspodcast.com. You can also contact us on Twitter at, at Backers Podcast or individually at Rumpy and at Cold Forge. Thank you so much for sharing this ride with us and don't forget to back responsibly. <laughs> <laughs>